you might have a good day, you might have a bad day, but the more people see you showing up, they're gonna follow you. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, it's Chris Ward from Win the Hour, Win the Day, and today, well, I have to come up with a new way to introduce my show because I get so excited about my guests. Everyone, I'm like, this is a great guest. This is a great guest. But I mean it every time. So today we're going to have a really interesting conversation with Michelle Davis. She is the founder of MD Media, a leading video production and marketing firm. And she has extensive and diverse background in marketing, public relations, video production, and acting. And she has been rubbing elbows and training some rather, you know, well-known people. Depending on what world you're in, the whole, which I just only discovered like a year ago, the whole, I just discovered the Food Channel and that whole home repair channel. I don't even know what it's called, but Debbie, Tra- Debbie Travis, Shirley McLean, who doesn't repair a lot of houses, but Scott Milgilvery, very popular in that world. So, and a number of very famous chefs. So before I just eat up all your time, Michelle, Let's dive in and tell us what you're here to talk to us about today. So we're here to talk about how you can up-level your video game. How can you um, get more clients? How can you increase your visibility online? And how you can gain the confidence to do so. And as we know, video is the number one way to connect with clients now, especially during these times. So very, very important to really amp up your online presence through video. Yeah. Now, I struggled with social media a number of years ago on the grounds that I would be like, okay, I'd have to go do something. And I would go and do it shoulders back, trying to be professional because I think, well, that's my professional self. And, you know, not being, I don't like the word, but not being inauthentic in any way, just thinking like who you are in front of grandmas, who you are is different than who you are in front of your friends, right? So I would put shoulders back and try to be educational and stuff. But it was a little bit dry because I thought kind of like when I'm goofing around being silly, it's kind of like a fifth date thing. I've mentioned that here before. So when I was like, ah, to heck with this, and I just started being a little bit more out there, a little bit more silly, a little bit more me, I'm getting a huge amount of compliments on that. One of the big praises I get is that I use a prop in every video and I, they think it's really fun. And so I don't know if they're getting any education out of it, but if they're watching it and it's fun, then eventually the education will come, we hope, whatever. So it is really interesting. Some people don't want to be in front of video at all. And then there's the rest of us who are doing it, but still trying to find our way. So why don't you start from where you think, you know, where's the areas where people struggle with most or like just dive in because we don't know what we don't know. And, and, there, and there's years I thought I did know a fair bit. I was doing fine on video and I wasn't. So bestow your wisdom upon us, Michelle. <laughs> That's a big question. Well, let's (laughs) do it. So what I'm going to first say is kudos to you, Chris, for showing up every day and really doing it well on video. And what it is for you, in my opinion, is that you're just doing it. 
And I always say the Nike saying, just do it. You're showing up every single day. The more you do it, the more you're going to get better. It's practice. It's like riding a bike. So if yeah. we start right from the beginning, the first thing is, is you just have to get over yourself, which is yeah. the hardest part. So it's like, you yeah. have to get out of your head and yeah. realize that unless you're a trained actor, like Jennifer Aniston, like Brad Pitt, who are getting paid day in, day out to show up and really be great. Don't expect to not have fear. Don't expect to feel comfortable when you hit that record button. Impossible. The only way you're going to get over it is that exactly what you're doing, Chris, is that you're showing up and you're doing it day in and day out. And also expect that not every time is going to be the best time that you're on video. You might have a good day. You might have a bad day. But the more people see you showing up, they're going to follow you. They're going to get excited about you. They're going to forgive that one bad day. And that's okay. As long as you are authentic. Yeah. And you know what? You're right. Because now I just don't care. Now it's like, oh, like one time I, I was doing this video, I was trying to explain that, you know, uh, people often ask me when we're talking about creating your win team and all this other stuff, what tools do you use? And I was trying to explain that it's not the tools, it's, it's you know, the talent and the, the education behind that tool. And I was holding up a hammer and I was saying, look, I have a hammer here, but I should not be doing any sort of carpentry in your home. And in the middle of the video, I dropped it and it was loud and I laughed and definitely before 100%. I would have started that video over, but I just went with it and said, oh my gosh, well, clearly I can't even hold the hammer. So I have just made my point. Right. And that took a long time because I think it's not that I never had this idea of being perfect. I never thought I struggled from perfectionism. However, I thought I was supposed to show up looking polished and prepared, but my team, we, we sit down once a week and well, virtually, and we go over the numbers and they keep pushing me more and more. And I'm doing it more and more like to have the behind the scenes stuff, the personal stuff. And, and for, to be less polished and not, you know, everything look like we've put it through our, our video editing type stuff. And they keep telling me that those are the ones they show me that do better. So really that whole get out, get out of your own way is huge here. Yeah. You really have to realize that people want to know that you're just like them. So yes, you drop yeah. the camera, who cares? But that's human nature. We all make mistakes. It's not even a mistake. Who cares? doesn't matter. Yeah. You just have to like I said, show up and do it. And there's lots of different tips and techniques to get over your fear okay. because I understand yeah. that it's not always easy. One of the things I want to say is breathing because most right. people don't breathe. So I'm not learn, great at that myself. Yeah. Yeah. So learn how to breathe and relax and calm yourself down. And the other thing I would say is not lives, but if you're doing you know, just a video on your phone, you can record that video 10 times and it's yeah. the 10th one you post and that's fine. And as you get better, the same thing with you. And as you get more comfortable on camera, you're going to say, who cares? I dropped the camera on that one, but I'm still going to post it because it's showing my true self and people are going to appreciate the honesty right? Yeah. And you know, one of the problems that I had as a marketing strategist, I was marketing other companies for years. And of course you have to market yourself. And one of the problems I always struggled with is, you know, not tooting your own horn, but putting yourself out there. I can put everybody else out there magically. It's wonderful. So when I wrote my book, When the Hour, When the Day, and I had to start promoting it online, telling people and all this stuff, oh my gosh, Facebook was kind enough. Thank you very much, Facebook. They said, oh, here's a memory. And they showed me a video of one of the first days that I was talking about my book. It was beyond painful to watch. Like, I was just like, 
<gasps> I could hear like the gasping of my breath going in and out because it wasn't that I wasn't comfortable. I was always comfortable on stage speaking. If somebody invited me there and you want me to be a speaker, I was fine. But what I felt like in social media is people were walking by, I'm tugging at their sleeve, throwing rocks at them, trying to get their attention. And so I really struggled with video because no one asked me to be there. So it was a real mind shift for me. Um, so a lot of garbage can get in your way. So thank you very much for your, your compliments. I appreciate that. So tell us what is it that makes somebody, you know, go, go through the basic mishaps or, or the things that you go, when you see a video done well, you're like, okay, what is it they're doing? Give us the goods. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I would say is prepare. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you watch um, a lot of lives, but uh, the average attention span is three seconds. I probably have a second attention span. Yeah. So if I don't see something compelling or hear something compelling right in those first, let's say 10 seconds, I'm gone. Mm. Don't care. Right. So you need to write down your three to five key messages before you even start. It can be bullet points, grab a whiteboard from Staples, Dollar Store, whatever it is, write down your three to five points of what you're going to discuss in this particular video and maybe your call to action as well. So what do you want people to do at the end of your video? Do you want them to call you? Do you want them to visit your website? What is it? So once you nail down those key messages... May I jump in? I don't know how many times I did a video and at the end I was like, ah, I forgot. I was all so excited. I got through the video. I'm like, and thanks for listening. I hung up. There's no call to action. So that sounds like simple, but you forget. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So dive right in. In mine, let me just add this too. When I do my videos, I often now just jump in with what I hope is a hook. So I always have a prop and then I say, hey, and I just dive right into it. I do not introduce myself. I don't tell you what you're going to learn or anything like that. I try to keep them under a minute and I just go. I just start diving into the content. Is that too abrupt or... You know what? I've been watching your videos and your content and you're hooking me. So I think there was one where it was a fruit or, or pineapple or something. Oh, the pineapple, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a pineapple. And I was like, what the heck is she doing? And you know what? That was so great about that. Besides your key messages, there was visual interest. There was that visual. Right. So it's like, what is this lady doing with the pineapple? And it just told, is she blending it? Is she like, what is she doing? Like a Carmen Miranda thing? Like yeah. what is going to happen? So immediately I continued watching. So I absolutely agree. That's perfectly right. You need to just hit your audience over the head. Just jump. Who cares? They know who you are. You don't need to introduce yourself. Just put the hook in. If the hook is verbiage, that's fine. If you want to do something totally crazy with a pineapple, I highly suggest it and watch Chris's video and she can, you know, teach you how to do that. But yeah, put in a prop, put in something, Mm. make sure that your background is dynamic because people want to see like you're scrolling on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, LinkedIn, whatever social media platform you're on you're going to see so many different things that are catching your attention. But if you have a dynamic background, if you have an interesting prop, it's going to catch people's eye and they're going to watch. Well, I don't, you know, we could talk all day if you're going to compliment me on my videos. <laughs> let's just let's tie that in there. Um, I do try, but that is a good point about the background because I tend to do mine in, well, I just moved. So previously I was in a really small space because I had relocated. And so I didn't have a lot of variables as far as background went. And then now I'm in a new house. Uh, but you know, you get caught up because like the kitchen, let's say now maybe I would have done that pineapple video in the kitchen, but it's a new house and I got a totally 
ugly. Like the kitchen is very dated. So then I feel like, you know, you get in your own way, you think, okay, but beneath it, I want the text to say, yes, I know the kitchen. I'm going to paint it and change the handles. So then I probably wouldn't have done it in the kitchen, but you're right. That's a different background. And if they're listening to me, who cares about the kitchen? And that could be something I show later. Cause my, my team is also always telling me about, you know, the behind the scenes stuff and tell more about yourself. And that was always a struggle for me because it was all business, 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 right? So it is, you're right. The, the, the portion of this show could be called get out of your own way or get out of your own head, right? Stop thinking so much of yourself. So, okay. So jump, jump right in, um, change it visually if you can, because one of the things I struggled with for the, in the beginning is all my work is done on the computer. So I would be kind of jealous or professionally resentful of people that had great behind the scenes stuff. And I think, well, what am I going to do? I'm a talking head, like blah, 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 who cares? And so I had to get creative and that's when I started with the props, but I struggled for a long time because nobody wants to see, you know, my head against a white wall or standing in front of a computer. So you have to be a little bit creative and it took me a long time before I could figure something out. So, okay. So it has to have visual variety dive right in. Okay, let's continue. Yep. So you want to hydrate. So this is another, you keep doing that too. So make sure that, you know, if you're a coffee drinker, I have some bad news or good news for you. You need to drink three cups of water to one cup of coffee. And that's going to open up your vocal cords because caffeine shrinks your vocal cords. Mm. Uh, You want to hydrate so that you're not slurring over your words. So that's going to open everything up. The other thing that I suggest um, is that you do some facial exercises. So your mirror is your best friend. So you can do tongue twisters. You can uh, read a passage. You can read your key messages in the mirror. But you just need to open up those vocal cords before you hit the record key. So hydrate, exercises, calm yourself down, posture, smile, smile. Yes. That is super important. And I get this all the time. They're like, I feel so awkward smiling when I'm talking. Yeah. You know what that does? It changes the tone and your delivery. So if you try and you say a mess, again, your call to action, if you're like deadpan, the delivery is not going to be compelling versus you pop that smile on your face and you, you know, use that call to action again, it's going to sound a lot more um, compelling for people to actually take that action. Yeah, you know, slurring. I just speak too quickly. So the slurring is a problem, but that's fine. Another thing I noticed too, not maybe for the videos that I do, but especially for podcasts like this, I never eat an hour beforehand because then you're like <clears throat> clearing your throat or whatever. I just find it affects your, your, your throat. Um, so I don't do that. And then I also find too, I get a lot of compliments on like I over animate, I'm a pretty high energy person to begin with, but even moving back and forth, which most people don't know this about me, but I'm fluent in sign language. And when you're communicating in sign language, depending who's telling the story depends where your shoulders are. So there's many animations that I've learned from how to more be more visually um, enticing because in the deaf community, they make fun of hearing people. Cause they just say, we stand there and go, blah, 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 but you can't, there's no visual to it. They don't like, there's no drama to the story. Cause you just stand there like a talking head. 
So again, what I, what I, why I'm talking about myself is I want to encourage people out there is I really had very little to work with at a talking head and nothing to show people because I had no show and tell or nothing interesting or anything behind the scenes. And I'm starting to get a fair amount of attention for my videos. And all I did was just animate it and grab a pineapple or a plant or anything I could find around the house. Now I start to walk through the house and I look at something, I go, Oh, okay. That's tomorrow's video. I got it. <laughs> okay. Really good points. Let me, let's let Michelle continue, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing I'm just going to say right now is you have to have fun and that's what you yeah. think. Yeah. Fun. If you're going to be so serious, it's back to getting out of your head, then yeah. your video is going to be pretty dry. So have mm. fun, like really think about entertaining your audience. What are you going to deliver them in terms of an educational piece of content? Why are they going to watch? So again, back to your key messages, you really have to kind of have a strategy. So what's the end result? What do you want to teach your audience? What do you want to tell your audience? Why do you want them and what do you want them to do at the end? And I guess also keep it short because sometimes you also, you start to explain what I've had to learn is now I go to tell you something and then there's a sidebar story and then I'm back. You know what I mean? Like now it's too long. Like you have to, you have to clean up the story. When you are working with these and, you know, uh, famous or very well-known people, what is it you're helping them with? So that, uh, so in some capacities that was publicity. So it's promoting okay. their gotcha. um, yeah. product or film or TV. Yeah. Uh, other celebrities, I was actually film with them. So in terms of helping them, okay, there was not much to help because they were professional, but I would direct them in terms of how they would deliver a certain key message on camera. But okay. professionals are pretty pro, so I didn't have to do too, too much. Right. Um, but yeah, it was still great to do that. But I think what you're saying is even when you get comfortable in front of it, there's always perfecting or finessing the message, right? So there, it's a constant work in progress as far as, you know, leveling up to the next audience that you want to reach. Absolutely. And okay. again, those key messages are super important because the other thing I'm just going to add as well is you need to know who your audience is because that will affect your delivery and which yeah. social platform is this video going on. So for example, if you're a baby product, let's say, or a baby service, most of the time, moms frequent Facebook. That's where they usually hang out on those community groups and whatnot. So you want to make sure that your video is one in terms of strategy posted there. And two, has that feel targeted at that mom audience? What do they want? On the other side of it, if you're B2B, you're going to hang out on LinkedIn. So you want to think about creating a strategic video and posting it on LinkedIn because that's where your audience hangs out your delivery is going to be a little different because again, it's B2B, it's not B2C. So in terms of that, you want to up-level a little bit more on LinkedIn. So, so, yeah. so when you talk about video and PR, like you said, well, you worked with some of those people with PR. I really learned really quickly when I had my book, when the hour, when the day is, they are one and the same. First of all, you know, getting, it is public relations, getting your video out there on social media. And secondly, I was, you know, when I was pitching to be on other people's podcasts, I was told on many occasions that, you know, normally I would not qualify to be on their podcast, either the level I was at or that they went through a PR company only, but that my video pitch was so good and my homework was done so well, or my a way to animate where I'd be a good guest that they let me on their show. So it, it really was fascinating to me, this secret power I had with video. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Now, so I want to nail down again, how important 
your work is. The other thing I would ask you is, you know, I do notice a big difference. We, we have different kinds of videos. So you have the lives on Facebook and then I'll pre-record one with, because then you can put the transcription below and we've got our banner above it. And it is really interesting how it does well or, or one video doing something on Instagram is very different than LinkedIn is very different than Facebook. And yet I don't know really how to do that differently. I feel like they don't like it when you take one video and put it three different places. Cause it's kind of like, you know, it's just, they're different platforms. So you should have something different, but I don't know what that is. So do you, cause lives are not really done. I mean, they're a whole different beast on LinkedIn. So do you, is it okay to repurpose that video on the different platforms or what would your suggestion be there? So if you really want them to perform well, you're yeah. going to re-edit them. So I am all about repurposing content. Shoot it okay. one, edit it three different times for the three different, okay. four different platforms. Um, again, Instagram, very visual. So something with the pineapple is going to grab people's attention right away because boom, that's all they see, images. Facebook, okay. a little bit more written content heavy. LinkedIn, okay. again, you want to up level. Like I said, you want to appear a little bit more professional in terms of what you're wearing what your messaging is. Um, I would keep it shorter and sweet, but you really have to figure out who you're speaking to. So you want to use certain language that appeals to that B2B audience. It, it would be a little different than your B2C. I'm not sure a pine. Did you try the pineapple? So this is, it's, it's also like trial and error. So did you get response? Like, did you put it on LinkedIn? We do. We put it on LinkedIn and we do find, um, I don't know. So we, we find the videos do, I don't know. We find the videos do best. I guess those type of videos do best on Instagram, but then I'll do the same video live on Facebook and that goes really well. And LinkedIn, I have people when I meet them, like they'll, you know, they'll talk to me and they'll say, Oh my gosh, I saw you on LinkedIn. I did this, but I find the engagement, like they're telling me everything about my life story more than my mother would know, but yet they're not interacting. So we don't know what's doing well. But I think what you're saying is to either tone it down or just change. Even if I'm going to use the pineapple, just change my delivery. So don't take the exact same video and put it on three platforms. So try different deliveries. Yeah. And I understand that it's a lot of work, but again, the yeah. whole purpose is to get engagement, right? And to get- Well, it's a lot of work for it not to work too. So yeah. even if it's, yeah. So what's the sense of doing it? So, okay. That's really good because I just kept thinking, well, if, cause here's where you get struggles. Here's where you get crazy is you think, oh, be authentic. And so I'm going to be this one person to all three platforms. But like, again, I am a different person when I'm sitting down there with my grandmother versus my aunt or my friends. It's not night and day, but they're different versions of myself. So maybe even let's take the pineapple story or whatever. And so maybe I'm a little bit more out there on Facebook, a little bit more using the word you or whatever. And then maybe I, when I'm on LinkedIn, I'm throwing in a little bit more industry language or a few keywords and upping, you know, upping that approach a little bit different. Does that, is that what you're aiming at? That's exactly what I'm saying. So okay. You need to make sure that you're positioning yourself, not that you're not doing it on the other platforms, but you're positioning right. yourself as the expert on LinkedIn. Okay. In your field. Okay. Right. So and important. Since I'm doing it anyways, then I can stop trying to make it sound generic. Cause I could be saying, I could even call out LinkedIn say, Oh my gosh, you're on LinkedIn and you're trying to do this or whatever. So then I, okay. So then I can personalize it. Okay. Got you. All right. Fabulous. Okay. Continue with your wisdom, Michelle. <laughs> I was even just going to mention that even with professional video, when I'm working with clients and we've got a video project, we shoot, you know, a bunch of footage 
And then we're recutting the same footage again for the different platforms. So we'll take, you know, a one and a half minute video, brand video, let's say, and then we'll cut it down to 30 seconds and a 15 second. And those are meant for social media for the different platforms. So again, you can use the same content, just be mindful of positioning. So I thought it was being smart because we do repurpose content, but I think what you're saying is I'm repurposing it too much. We're not tweaking it, right? So it's kind of like if I had something for dinner and then tomorrow it's a leftover, that's fine, but then add a salad with it, you know? So I think that's, I was just saying, all right, we'll stick all three up. And now you do, maybe you do have to do that in the beginning to see, oh, this is flying here. It's not flying there. And now when I see that it's not flying on LinkedIn, instead of blaming LinkedIn or thinking maybe my engagement, yeah, it never works when I argue with the big platforms. I always lose, but <laughs> Instagram put me in jail once. And I thought to heck with you. And I had to start over and it was like four months before I'm like, okay, I've punished them enough. Guess they're not coming back. <laughs> We've broken up. I have to start over. Um, and it was all something totally silly, but anyhow, so I think with LinkedIn is all right. I, one of us is going to change. It's not going to be LinkedIn. So I need to start tweaking the videos to that. Yeah. But you know what? Funny enough though, the ones, and here's the part where do you love how I'm, this is a conversation I'm having with myself now. I'm just arguing with myself. <laughs> Michelle has left the building. So <laughs> if you're here to listen to Michelle, I guess what I was going to say is there's uh, a couple of people that do really well on LinkedIn and, um, they're doing a lot of very high end production videos where they're, you know, you can see they're playing different characters and pretending it's one, you know, like a whole ensemble, like a whole movie. So I guess on one hand I thought, okay, then my little pineapple video should be fun, but maybe that's your, now I guess what we're trying to do is distinguish what is it you need to do a different on LinkedIn. And maybe it is a more high production value versus never mind the language of the call out. It has to be more produced. I completely yeah. agree. Got to so figure again, it out. Okay. Yeah. So where are your videos sitting? So the other thing I would ask to Chris and anyone listening is, do you have something called a brand video that sits on your website? Right. So I don't know if anybody knows this, but video will increase your SEO like tenfold. If you put a video on a landing page, I think the conversion yeah. rate is 67%. Okay. So a brand video, that's something you want to see on LinkedIn. Yeah. You want to do a polished, professionally shot, or if you can, you know, make it look professional and you can shoot it, that's fine too. But, you know, do a web series, a video series and put that on LinkedIn. They do want to see the polish. Think about it. So if we look at, I don't know who you're connecting with, but we'll use an example. Let's say you want to connect to the marketing manager at McDonald's. That's your okay. ideal client. So let's say all our audience listeners are entrepreneurs in business about five years service-based. So they're dealing usually B2B. Perfect. So again, okay. we're reaching out to marketing manager at McDonald's because we have a new secret sauce that we want them to sell. Um, they're being bombarded by a million different people. How are you going to stand out? How do you want to target them? You want the professional video. Cause again, it's a representation of your brand. You are the representation, but it is a representation of your brand and you need it to look professional. The other trick I'm going to say, and this is a really, this is like the secret sauce tip. If you want that marketing manager to respond to you, try recording a personalized video with their name in it and send it to them in a message. So on top of posting, send yeah. them a personally, uh, personalized video and send it to them and I can guarantee you're going to get a response. 
Now that's interesting because I was doing that on LinkedIn in the messaging thing. And so what I do is I hold up their name and it becomes like a, we have a little video program, it becomes like a GIF, right? So when you're scrolling through, it'll have your name moving back and forth. And so for a while there, I was doing that, but we weren't really sure that I think I was thinking even with their name on it, I don't know, maybe our numbers are different now, but I thought people saw it a commitment to open it versus if I just wrote three lines and tried to make that sound more engaging. I'm like a hundred percent all about the videos. It's how I got on the podcast, blah, blah, blah. I hear you. I hear you, hear you. But in the inbox, again, only on LinkedIn, I wasn't getting the responses I was getting in the rest of the world with the video. And maybe there's these, maybe also, you never know where the problem begins and ends. Maybe these are just people that are on LinkedIn once a month. But I, I thought that was like, oh, that's my secret sauce for everything. And it is for nine out of 10 things, but I was still struggling with it on LinkedIn. Are you saying their name or showing their name? There's different- oh, so I'm showing their name in the video. It's a GIF, right? And then when they start, I say, hey, Steve, and I totally personalize the video. It's only 30 seconds. I don't make it generic. I tell them I'm so glad we connected, whatever. Okay. So take out, because you're actually offering the pineapple before they see it. So back to that again. So okay. take out that GIF. Take it out because you're telling them, why do they have to open the message if they, you know what I mean? You're taking out the mystery. I thought the na- their name in it would show that it's not a generic one. Just take it out, period. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. Yep. And then I still want you to say, hey, Steve, great to meet right. you for connecting on LinkedIn. Would love to chat with you further for a couple minutes if you have time. Okay. That makes sense. Because then they have to, why, where is she? And why is she sending me this video? Okay. All right. And the other Good thing stuff. That, yeah. That might come across as a little bit... Um, like, is this a virus or something? Like, it might be a little, mm. I might raise an eyebrow. Like, what is this? Is this a product? Like, I feel like you're putting the cell right in. Let's do the soft okay. cell. Got you. Okay, that makes sense. All right, that does make, and that's the thing. Sometimes you think, oh, because it gets so confusing. This works phenomenal to get on podcasts. So then you think, ah, I, I'm going to hit it home on LinkedIn. And it, you're right, it's exact opposite. Whereas if I'm waving at them and walking through a door, you know, I got one video from somebody. I do audios on Facebook whenever I connect with someone. People love that. It's like ridiculous. I could be doing it in my pajamas, no problem. But I had this one video from someone I connected and she's walking her dog with her boyfriend just saying, look, we just connected. I have a second now. And I was like, okay, I listened, watched the whole video because it seemed like we're going on a walk with her and the dog, right? So it was surprisingly seductive. So you're right. Again, I think I'm overthinking it, making it too polished. Too, too programmed. It was too programmed. I'm once I get a formula, just because, as my husband used to say, just because I'm yes, babe, I like this, but we don't need to have this every Monday for dinner. Like you get off the system, right? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about systems and processes, but right. you need to switch it up. You need to. That's the other thing. So back to that content conversation. So let's say you have 3000 followers. Well, more than likely those 3000 followers are also following you Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram because right. probably a connection. So do you want them to see that same video on all three platforms? It gets stale. So that's why right. you have to switch it up. 
Even I did think of that because I see other people and think, oh, I already commented on that in Facebook. But then I thought, well, who do I think I am, Chris? You don't have, like, I just think you, you think everybody's seeing all your stuff. You go over to LinkedIn. You know what I mean? Like, I just said, don't think everyone's, you, that false sense of you think everyone's already seen it. You're not, you're not that big of a fish, right? So I had that argument with myself. Okay. Those are really good points. Okay. Um, so we have, tell us where people can find more of your wisdom, Michelle, or some closing thoughts as we run out a little bit over time, but you just seductively interesting. So go ahead. <laughs> I love being seductive. That's wonderful. Good to hear. Yeah. You made my Wednesday. Um, yes. okay. So on top of my video production company, which is MD okay. Media Inc. And you can follow me on all social platforms at MD Media Inc. Or look me up on uh, LinkedIn at Michelle Datis. Um, I've also just launched a brand site, which is michelledatis.com. And I do offer on-camera training, um, strategy, all kinds of things with video that's more one-on-one -on -one with me versus, you know, more of the do-it-yourself Okay. So there's all kinds of courses, there's training. So it's michelledatis.com and that's where you can reach me. And I'm always happy to chat strategy because it fuels me and makes me excited. Yes, yes. And you're really good at it. Okay, thank you so much, everyone. Check out the show links. And yeah, she made some really good points. So we want to see more of her. So thank you again. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for having me. Hey listeners, I've got a super special gift for you. See, I want to create a movement because I think your business should support your life, not consume it. So I have created the Win the Hour, Win the Day Team Builder Training for free. I'm not kidding you. So don't miss out free gift from Chris, K-R-I-S dot com. Free gift from Chris dot com.